if you're doing something, if you're, if your facility is doing something, you should be proud of that. You should be, you know, sharing it with your, your clientele um, in some sort of way. And you should be giving them peace of mind that you're taking care of them. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Lindsay Blackburn, who is a solution specialist over at DriveMind Group, where they specialize in helping organizations with products and services to battle the spread of germs, viruses, and pathogens. And man, Lindsay, I am sure you have been busy the last little while. It depends on the day, but yeah, we uh, we mainly serve schools, but any people places are places we're talking to right now. So tell me a little bit about what you do. What, what does that mean? Like, are you guys going in there Ghostbuster style and, and killing stuff? Or are you giving them the tools to do that? How does it, how do you guys work? Both, both. So we can provide the service, um, but we're only in one location. So unless you're in like Northeastern Ohio, <laughs> we're Who not going to probably. Yeah, right. Where it's the <laughs> happening place to be. Um so we do have we do have equipment and guys that can come out and um, kill things if <laughs> if that's what you need. We just did that at a small vet clinic. Um, they had 14 um, employees, 12 of them tested positive for COVID. So they had us come out and spray. Um, but mainly what we do is advise and then help um, provide or connect you with the products that you need to do it yourself and to be more effective and efficient at your locations. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. What, what is working and what is not working? Like what, what are people doing that's being helpful? What are people doing that's, that's uh, not really making a difference? Um, well, I think we could talk first about um, a very simple concept that probably all restaurant people would be interested in and it's called dwell time. Dwell time is the amount of time needed for a cleaning product to actually do what it is supposed to do. So um, if the bottle says kills at 99.99%, if you flip that bottle over, you will see that there is a recommended dwell time. It might be 30 seconds, it might be one minute, it might be five minutes. That means that that surface needs to be wet with that cleaner and dwell with that cleaner on it for that amount of time. Now, I don't know about you, but if I go out to eat and I see a busboy come by, um, there's no <laughs> there's no dwell time going on there. It is spray and literally wipe. So in terms of cleaning, you would one, want to know what the dwell time is of the products you're using. And two, um, you would want to follow that to ensure that you're effectively cleaning. That's just one example. Interesting. So dwell time is something that you're seeing a lot of people miss. They don't, nobody knows it or they don't read the back of the bottle or um, they just, it's not something they're aware of. There's one other thing that a lot of people are not aware of, and that is the safety data sheet that comes along with their cleaning products. It's called an SDS. It's literally a, a document 
that states the hazard level of the product. So if you're familiar with the diamond that you yeah. sometimes see on the back of a truck, it has a, a red, a blue, and a yellow with numbers in it. Those numbers actually mean something. And on a what? You know, on no, those are just <laughs> fancy designs. Come on, yeah, Lindsay. yeah. So one of them has to do with flammability. One of them has to do with like you know safety or whatever. So you want ideally in a in a place that there's a lot of people, there's food, there's all you know kinds of things coming and going all the time, kids, whatever. You want something on your safety data sheet. You want it to be a zero 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 hazard level. And um, at least when we go out to schools, we'll ask them about their safety data sheet. And one, they don't know what it is. And two, they take a look at it and there's twos and threes on there, which is high. That's not good, especially for people places. Mm -hmm. and, and you keep saying people places? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I because just, I, I just, mean- Is that a scientific term or is that a Lindsay term? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, a, that's a me, you know, layman's term talking to people about something so exciting as uh, cleaning and infectious prevention or infectious control, as we're calling it. And I think that's, that's a really interesting thing you brought up, right? Because, you know, how do you keep it interesting? Because a lot of people are kind of done with it, right, Lindsay? Like, people are done hearing about COVID. People are done hearing about cleaning. Um, you know, I, I just flew uh, on an airplane yesterday and, you know, I, I fly every week now pretty much. And they give you like the little hand sanitizer stuff to, to clean it and they do the deep clean of the planes. But like a, a lot of people are kind of over it. How do you overcome that over itness uh, in the, for the people places while we're making up words? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, you're right in some aspects and others, depending on the part of the country that you're in or the part of the world that you're in, people are now actually just starting to pay attention. So oh. I think you have people on both ends of the spectrum who thought it was going to go away and it hasn't. And so now there's a renewed interest in it. Like a bad boyfriend people, keeps coming yeah. back. Hey, yeah, we're breaking up, but no, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think to your point, there's some people in that position. There's some people who never believed it was a thing to begin with. So, I mean, we're not going to get into that right now, but yeah. I think what this is doing for us, what, what this situation that we're in globally right now is that it's making us rethink the ways that we've been doing things. So working from home, I mean, working from home was not that big of a thing, you know, before all this happened. And now it is zoom was not that big of a thing. Um, you know, washing our hands all the time. I mean, we knew we were supposed to wash our hands, but to the extreme that it is so important now is broad awareness. So those things that we weren't necessarily doing before as a society, we're doing now. And I think that's one of the things that's really important is that we continue to think about what are changes that we're making now as a result of this that are going to stick with us? What are some good positive things that we're doing in society? Um, maybe another, I'll just pull an education example. Um, not, you know, every day to day in-person school isn't necessarily the best option for everyone. Well, think of all the great, amazing things that have happened for kids with options for school. So I think you see my point, but I, when I talk to facilities about wellness, it's, it's not necessarily COVID. I'm very proud of the fact that we represent products and solutions that go way beyond COVID. They, they're going to continue to serve us as being healthful solutions, not only for humans, but for the planet as well in terms of sustainability and effectiveness. And I think that's something that's really interesting as well, because 
um, a lot of people talk about, you know, fomites. I, I had a, um, a leading epidemiologist and food safety scientist come onto the podcast. And he was basically, this was early on in the pandemic, and he basically crushed everyone's uh, thoughts of fomites. And for those who don't know what a fomite is, do you want to kind of let let us laymen no, know? No, you do it. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you, you know what it is. So, so A lot of people don't. Fomites, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, are basically uh, surfaces that can transfer germs or viruses or bacteria, right? So, so like my podcast microphone is a fomite, a table is a fomite, a window is a fomite. Uh, is that is that correct? Door door handles, high high touch surfaces, mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of people were kind of saying that you know, fomites don't transfer COVID. And that was kind of a shocker to a lot of people. And so it was like, well, why are we going through all this stuff to clean everything if it's not doing anything anyway? And his retort was because there's about like a billion other things besides COVID and we should have been doing this for a long time. So So, to my point, right? Yeah. So, so can you talk to us a little bit about that? And like, there's a fear of COVID but we should also have a healthy kind of pun intended fear of other things as well, right? So <clears throat> I'm going to use the example of air. So let's, you're talking about surfaces. So we can talk about surfaces. We can talk about transfer of virus surf, on surfaces and all that. And that's, that's good. There are products at zero, zero, zero hazard level to help mitigate all that. One product, in fact, is being used specifically on food, with food, in restaurants, in food manufacturing facilities. And I can talk about that a little bit more if you want. But I want to go back to this thing about air. So COVID and even beyond COVID, we're going to still have airborne pathogens. That's how we're going to continue to transmit this thing. It's very clear, you know, science-wise that this is an airborne thing. Everyone is jumping to something like a filter, air filter, a HEPA filter, a fiberglass filter, a pleated filter. You've seen an air filter, right? Uh Similar to the ones you have in your house. They can go big and put them in commercial vents and all that kind of stuff. A filter is a passive technology. It means that the air has to pass through it to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. All right. So filters like that, the smallest that they can catch is a 0.3 micron. COVID is a 0.125 micron. Not even close. I'm not a math wizard, but sounds like less than half. Too small. Okay. So the if folks are investing in air filters, it's not even catching what, you know, all the things that they wanted to catch. So what we need to do when we look at air purification is look at an active technology. An active technology is actually emitting something into the air to kill the or destroy or mitigate the airborne pathogens while they're floating around. So I know air is so hard because you can't see it, you know. Um, So an active technology that's happening right now that we love and we promote is called enhanced hydrogen peroxide plasma technology. Whoa. Okay. What's going on here is that this unit, and they come in three different sizes or options, emits tiny molecules of hydrogen peroxide into the air. 24-7-365. Safe for ingestion, I'm assuming. It's not like you don't have to like vaporize your your restaurant, right? Lock it down for a weekend. But when you're running this, this product, it will be killing things that you want it to 
to be killing. It will actually be getting what you want it to be getting. In addition to viruses, it kills molds, fungus, mildew, bacteria. A lot of, you know, I think of like old restaurants with like crummy HVAC and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's going to help alleviate some of that. Now, what it's also doing as another bang for your buck is it's also cleaning the surfaces at the same time because it's emitting something into the air. When it, when that's emitted, then it falls on the surfaces. So the things like tabletops, high-touch surfaces, et cetera. So you're getting some, some good um, bang for your buck there. They're not high-maintenance. You change the, the, the filter in there, the unit, like every two years depends on how much you're using it. Um, huge benefits for overall wellness. If you have employees who are out sick during flu season or whatever, we see significant drops in that kind of stuff. Remember, I work mainly with schools. So we see, you know, over time that there's improvement in all kinds of things like attendance and things like that. So um, a lot of these units are also portable. So you can move them around from space to space, depending on where your people are. Now, you talk about the bang for the buck, but like how much buck does this bang cost? It depends. So one of the things that we like to do is um, just talk through how much cubic footage you're trying to cover. So that's one another thing about um, figuring out air purification is if someone's talking to you about square footage, square footage is just like the footprint of your room, but you need the cubic footage, which is actually like up to the ceiling as well. So typically we talk through with them um, what their cubic square footage is that they're trying to cover. Sometimes restaurants have different like distinct spaces. And so we would want to kind of get some numbers there. And then the three choices um, are two of them are are plug and play. So one is like about the size of like a record player. The other one is like the size of like a kitchen trash can. And um, then we have an inline thing that you can put up into your HVAC system. So it would completely depend on their needs. Um, the, the cost, like I said, the initial setup is where, you know, the most cost is going to be, but then over time, the savings will be significant for you. And savings in terms of like people not being sick and in terms of like, you know, um, not having issues there and things like that. Right. Yeah. And I'll add this, this technology, this enhanced hydrogen peroxide plasma technology is also being used in food manufacturing facilities because it's doing a really good job with things like listeria and all of those other which i have gotten before and promise you nobody wants to get that right and especially with you know in a food facility where there's lots of that going back and forth this type of thing is going to help with that issue as well okay awesome well lindsay what are some of the most important things about guest experience nowadays in your opinion well, right this minute, I think safety and peace of mind um, are huge. Uh, can I tell a personal story? Yeah. <laughs> very short, very, very short. So I don't get out much. I have three little kids, um, but I had the chance to go out with some friends a few weeks ago. It was Friday night. It was busy. While I was there at the restaurant, it was like totally fine. No feelings of like stress, anxiety, anything like that. Later that evening, I, I absolutely like couldn't sleep. I was just replaying the, the evening in my head. I kept thinking about the space that I had been in and being around like so many people and nobody wearing a mask because it's a restaurant and everybody's eating. And perhaps my biggest concern was just not seeing like evidence of anything. Like there was no social distancing or reminders or anything like that about it. There was no, I saw no 
cleaning protocols being implemented. I didn't see any like signs up or reminders or things on the table or anything like that. And I guess not being in the restaurant industry myself, if I'm not seeing it, I guess I assume it's not happening. Mm. And so, which might be a mistake on my part, but I do know that that restaurant is now not falling at the top of my list of places to go because it's personal choice. But um, I guess what I would say, if, if you're doing something, if you're, if your facility is doing something, you should be proud of that. You should be, you know, sharing it with your, your clientele um, in some sort of way. And you should be giving them peace of mind that you're taking care of them, I guess. And, and I think at the end of the that day, <laughs> no one's going to not go to your restaurant because they're like, oh, that place was too clean. They were doing, they were like, you know, they cleaned the table right before I sat down and I don't want to go to a place that cleans my table. But people will be like, that's kind of weird that my table's dirty, right? Or, and, or if you're doing it, like you said, make sure you put it up, let people know. I think it, it, it's not going to deter people from coming, but not doing it will. Right. So you have very little to lose by uh, you have very little to lose by by publishing what you're doing and you have less to lose by doing what you're publishing. <laughs> Correct. I One of the products we rep, they actually provide little tabletop stands that talk about, you know, the zero, zero, zero hazard of the product that had been used on this particular table or in this particular building. Yeah. And um, the, if if buildings are doing that, they should take take advantage of those opportunities to brag a little bit. Um, the other thing is, and, and I've been talking to people about this, about the air purification, is the air purification is benefiting all the contingencies right now. Those who are who are choosing to wear masks are worried about the air. So installing air purification is going to help give them peace of mind. Then you have people who aren't wearing masks, their choice, air purification is going to also benefit them. Mm -hmm. So um, no matter kind of where you stand right now, it seems like a a common sense uh, solution for everyone involved. Awesome. In my opinion. No, I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. And so um, in terms of the successful things that you've seen or tried lately, you know, would you recommend air purification, kind of that active, um, active attack as opposed to the more passive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't waste your money on a passive solution at this point. Okay. And then um, who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry today? Or I guess in the in the uh, health and safety industry today? Well, I think that any, any company, I'm going to zoom out and just say even bigger, any entity right now that is thinking about healthful and I don't say healthy because that has a lot of like weird definitions to it. Mm-hmm. Healthful. What can we be doing to help the people and the planet? Right. What are some easy changes we can make um, and put into place that are going to be effective at what we're trying to do, which is is clean and be safe, but also are going to not be putting a bunch of plastics and chemicals in our drains and our landfills. How are we going to help, you know, with the sustainability? How can we reduce our own costs? Um, All those kinds of things. Any business that is 
looking towards that or has started to implement that, I think deserves an ovation in my opinion. This is the future. It is. And I love that, Lindsay. How do people find you, follow you if they want to reach out, get more information? Yeah. So we're drive mine specifically is busiest on LinkedIn. I am also quite busy on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out there, Lindsay Blackburn and drive mind group um, on LinkedIn and, or you guys can shoot me an email or check out our website, drivemindgroup.com. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, for teaching us that a low dwell time is not just a great concept to teach millennials living with their parents and showing us how to make people places more helpful. Today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lindsay. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.